Hey friend, welcome to Self Transformed, a podcast redefining self-care through simple fitness, nutrition, and mindset habits. I'm your host, Emily Nichols, certified personal trainer, Whole30 coach, and Taco Tuesday enthusiast. (laughs) Hey, I know the struggle is real when it comes to taking care of you. I too am a busy working mom who felt physically and emotionally drained until I took action on my own transformation journey. I finally found the solutions to feeling confident and living a healthy lifestyle that doesn't feel hard. And now I'm on a mission to equip you with sustainable tools to help transform your life from the inside out, guilt free. Together, we will simplify your health and fitness into daily habits that don't feel like another thing on your long to-do list, but daily actions that light you up instead. So if you're ready to redefine self-care and step into your own self-transformation, then let's do this. You're listening to episode 91 of Self Transformed. Hey friend, welcome back to the show. Hey, have you been working out at home with me? If not, go to the link in my show notes to download my three-day self-transformed at home workout plan. It's three simple workouts you can do at home led by me, and you can also get your kids involved. You can do it in the kitchen while you're cooking dinner (laughs) or whatnot, or maybe, you know, not do it with your kids and go outside and have a little alone time to yourself. I like the idea of that too. (laughs) So many ways to do this, but hey, go check it out. It's free and it's a great way to start moving your body and taking care of yourself. So today on the show, we are talking about feeling empowered through your health journey and actually feeling in control. And you know, this all started when thinking about running, my own running journey. And a lot of my girlfriends who run as well, I wanted to explore this topic a little bit more. My guest today, Samantha, is going to be a really great person to kind of give us some direction on this. So think of it this way, you know, you have some type of goal in mind. You're training for some type of fitness goal. You know, a couple years ago for me, it was training for a half marathon and getting under that two hour mark and really pushing my body there. But also, I wanted to think about this in the matter of what happens after you meet that goal. You know, you've been training really, really hard to meet some type of fitness or physical goal. But what happens after that? You know, you've had this push hard mentality and then afterwards do you feel guilty or lazy if you're just sitting on the couch and not sticking to like a very strict training plan? You know, it's not sustainable to be living like that all the time. And it's just nice to be in that middle ground like we've talked about on the show before. And when you keep pushing yourself and pushing yourself to always reaching all of these physical goals. And trust me, I love setting fitness goals for myself. My husband does as well. But we've learned also when to be in a season of rest and just moving our bodies for enjoyment and not pushing ourselves to meet a goal. But when you're pushing yourself so hard all the time, 365 days a year with little or limited rest, your body could be in crisis. There could be some things going on that are going to take even longer to reverse. So, and Samantha is sharing that with us today. And I just want to preface this episode with a little trigger warning. You know, Samantha talks about her own um, IVF journey and um 
challenges conceiving a baby through her health journey. So, and I know that's a really sensitive subject matter, and I just wanted to preface this episode and let you know we will be talking about infertility just a little bit and her IVF journey. And um, I do think so many women are so wonderful in sharing their stories and experiences with other women because I know that's something so physically and mentally, emotionally challenging women can go through. So I just wanted to let you know about that. So today, Samantha is going to really help us feel more in control instead of out of control when it comes to our health journey and actually empowering ourselves instead of coming from a place of fear, you know, fear of what happens if I'm not pursuing this goal all the time, fear of maybe you're thinking, oh, I'm going to gain weight if I'm not doing this all the time or punishing your body or feeling like you have to earn something. You know, there's no such thing as perfection. You know, a lot of folks who are always chasing after these fitness goals, sometimes they're type A personalities and they like sticking to a schedule, having a plan and going something to, um, as far as like a finish line for that matter. And some people are okay with being more fluid. You know, I'm kind of more fluid. I like to challenge myself stepping out of my comfort zone where I am so fluid and having a goal to go after. But we'll kind of share more of, um, what this means in the episode and also give you a bunch of takeaways at the end of the episode to really think, review the way you see your own health and fitness journey. So let me tell you a little bit about Samantha Kellgrind, our guest today on the show. She's a health coach. She helps save health-conscious type A women from burnout, helping them to stop the guilt trip so they can enjoy a more stress-free flexible and fulfilling life. Doesn't that sound so much nicer instead of just white knuckling your way through your health and fitness journey? That sounds a lot better to me too. So stick around till the end of the episode. As always, I'll be sharing my three biggest takeaways for you. I'll give you a second. Go grab a pad, a paper, a pen, open your notes section on your phone, unless you're driving, and let's take some notes and help you feel more empowered through this interview with Samantha Kelgren. All right, gang, welcome back to Self Transformed. I'm really excited to have this conversation today with Samantha Kelgren. She is a health and mindset coach, and she is going to be sharing her story today and bringing a lot of knowledge. So I hope you have a pen and paper ready to take notes. Samantha, welcome to the show. Hey, Emily, thanks so much for having me on. I'm so excited to dig into this conversation with you, Samantha. But first, I want to ask you, when you think of the word self transformed, what comes to mind for you? Yeah, God, it's such a good one. I feel like it is this like, um, God, evolvement of that we're always transforming in some way, but it comes from within. So it's not, you know, it's not taking someone else's list and applying that to yourself. It is who do I want to be? How do I want to grow? And letting that come from within you to change what you want to change and keep what you want to keep. Yeah. Like you said, it's an ever evolving evolution. Like you're always going to be going through some different state of change. I mean, obviously this past year has been just a big change and growth (laughs) period for everybody. Um, but you said, like you said, it's so personal and internal for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That it has to come from within you or it's not for when it's not sustainable <laughs> because mm. you're, it's not you, it's not who you are. It's not you. Yep. That's true. That's true. Well, Samantha, can you share a little bit about your own transformation story? You know, what you've been through in life that got you to who you are today and what you do today? Yeah. Oh man. So let's see. It's always like, where do I start? It's a so, <laughs> right. Um, no, but it's good. So I, I'd say I really, when I started kind of working for myself, I went into um, personal training as a run coach 
and was very the kind of physical side of things. I was a big runner. I, I still love running, but I was running marathons. So I'll say I'm not running marathons anymore. So I was primarily, that was my mode of exercise. Um, and I like to help other women do the same. I really like to help them find their form of, of exercise that made them feel good. However, it got to this really kind of convoluted, tricky point of, yes, I love running, but what part of me is doing it to stay thin? What part of me is doing it for the calorie burn? Um, because it can go side by side. You know, I found like there's this, this tight connection of, yes, this is stress relief. Yes, this is something I purely do enjoy going out for a run. Um, but then there was a the guilt that if I didn't do it, right, there was that time, those times of, well, I, I need to force it to get it in instead of I'd like to go for a run today. Mm. Um, and I, I kind of knew that it was a little much. I knew that I was very rigid around it and around like what I ate, you know, trying to eat heavy quotes, trying to eat healthy <laughs> and, you know, fear of fear of weight gain, fear of gaining, of eating too much fat. And I felt like it was on par with where we are as a culture. It was just like, well, this is just everyone's feelings, right? Like we're all on the same page here. Um, but when I, I went off the pill to start our family, we were trying to get pregnant and I didn't have a period and like, it was totally gone. And so it was like, oh, this is not just kind of, am I thinking about this too much? This is deeply affecting my body. And honestly, I didn't know it was deeply affecting my body um, because I wasn't, there wasn't hair loss. I wasn't crashing on my runs. I wasn't having trouble sleeping, all these other things that, you know, as, you know, as a trainer, as a trainer that I see of signs of burnout and, and overtraining, I wasn't getting any of those, but my God, the biggest sign is I'm not getting a period. That's something is like inherently wrong. My hormones were so off. So, you know, we went down the road. I know we'll talk about so later. We went down the road and ended up doing IVF. Um, but as we were doing that, I started changing, okay, I need to, I can't sustain like this, right? I, I clearly need to take better care of my body. This is not healthy for me. And really made me look at what do I see as healthy? What do I see as, oh, I have this fear of not doing enough. Where's that coming from? How can I enjoy relaxing and not have to earn it, right? How can I be able to take a nap if I'm tired? And instead of it being, well, I can take a nap because I did a long run today. I can take a nap because I want to take a nap. Like <laughs> working on where that came from. And so that's when I got, um, you know, I got my health coaching certification. I really wanted to go more the mindset route because it is not that we don't know what to do. It's we don't know how to do it in a way that feels aligned and good with us. And that's who I wanted to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, there's so much to unpack there. And just running in general is a it's high highs and it's low lows, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm part of a, a running group here in town and I got, I joined it because I wanted to meet other like fitness minded women. And I don't even like running, like still don't <laughs> like, like running, still but like <laughs> I liked training for something, having a goal. Like yeah, the first time yeah. I ran under a two hour um, and a half, I was like, okay. I'm going to take a little break from running. And then like COVID hit. And I was like, well, I'm taking a really long break Definitely. from running because there's no races or anything to train <laughs> right, for. Right. But I see girlfriends where I think it's, it's just twofold. Like you're like, okay, I'm training. I have this goal I'm going after and I'm mm -hmm. sticking to this plan. And there's so much reward at the end for look, look at me. I stuck through this really hard training plan. I did this, but on the flip side of that, it's like, 
but where is the rest? Where is the restoration after that? Mm -hmm. Instead of just like, okay, next goal, next goal. And I totally get what you're saying. Like if I would go out and do like a 10 mile run, I'd be like, Oh, look how many calories I burned today. <laughs> like it was, and I got into running to meet other people. And trust me, like, I feel like we have solved the world's problems running together <laughs> in our girl right? group because yes. it's a form of therapy as well. But it's endurance running in itself is just, like I said, it's twofold. So how do you see endurance running for you now? What does that look like? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> it's, it's basically not. <laughs> so I have a three-year-old <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and while I still love, I mean, nothing makes me feel more like myself. Nothing makes me feel like the best version of myself than when I am out having a good run. Mm-hmm. That is still true to this day. However, I'm only running probably around four miles at a time. And I'm taking it more to the trails. We moved to North Carolina. I was in Chicago. And so just flat as a pancake city running. Um, but now that I'm in North Carolina, it's more, hey, let's get into more like trail running, more technical stuff, more just out in nature instead of yeah. just going for a run. Um, and so I do see it more as a full stress relief instead of something you have to get in. I see it as more of a, I'd like to get a run in today. The weather looks good. And let's see what time allows versus I need to get five miles in. So it's much more fluid, I would say. Um, And, and I, I do miss races. I've only done one since I've been here because we were here and then like a year later COVID hit. So, or maybe I did too, but anyway, um, I would like to get into racing again. It's just fun. I just like having that you know, it's like gives you more of a reason of more of a, let's see what I can do here. Yeah. Um, and as he gets older, I can see the more time I, he's three, he's very, it's, it's a, a lot of hands-on. However, as I have more time, I would like to get in to the longer races and maybe cap it at a half where, but I'm not doing it. Okay. What's the next race? It's, this is a half I would like to do this year and let's mm-hmm. have fun with that. And then have fun the rest of the time. What do you want to do? What do you feel like doing the rest of the time? What's your focus? So it's just a different, it's just a different feeling instead of, okay, this is how many races I want to do. This is my time goal for each race. It is more of a, this would be fun to have a goal. Let's put it out there and see what happens. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Just so much healthier, not only for your mind, but your body as well. Pounding that pavement or trails it's mile hard. after mile. It's hard. It's hard. And, and, you know, I think something that's really common is we see it like, yes, there is an element of stress relief to it, right? We, you feel that the endorphins are going, if it's something you enjoy, there's an element of stress relief. However, it's still to your physical body. It, it is a stress. I mean, running is a stress to your body. <laughs> so you have to be able to balance that with, Hey, like you said, am I getting enough rest? You don't want to be getting up with, you know, six or under hours, six hours of sleep to go out for a long run every morning. Like that's, you're just compounding the stress. And that is when you see this hormone imbalance that a lot of women have, and maybe they're not missing a period, but it can still throw your hormones off. You can still be out of balance because of that. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. My hormones were out of balance after I was training for this half and I was doing like a lot of orange theory classes and I was working out from home, doing weight training and Uh doing this and doing that. And I'm like, why do I, why am I gaining weight now? Like my butt off. And like, I went and saw a functional doctor. I've talked about this on the show before. And she was like, girl, your hormones are all out of whack. You need to rest. (laughs) Like, and and they don't, not that they don't tell you that, 
but they don't really give you the tools to like, here's how to determine like when you actually need to take an extra rest day. I mean, I was thinking, oh, I take rest days. Well, I had to planned rest days, but I wouldn't like, oh, I don't feel great. I didn't get enough sleep and I'm exhausted. I'm going to take an extra rest. Like that didn't happen. It was like, well, this, this one's going to be tough today. <laughs> Let me do it anyway. You know, power through it. It's fine. It's fine. Right. And that's where injury happens as well too. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I think that's a big mental trip in itself for runners. Like when you can't run because you're injured and you have mm. to try other things, it's very hard at first, but also it can be a really great growth period too, where you're like, Oh, I'm trying other things. And oh, I feel rested. And when they go back to running, they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm running better and more efficiently than ever God, before. You know, that's so true. I remember I had a ton of friends that, and I do not swim, <laughs> but I had a ton of friends that got into triathlons because of that. They were runners. They got injured they were forced to do other things. So then they're like, Oh, I actually feel better when I swim for a day bike or something else Mm. and then run instead of run, 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 strength, run, you know, Uh and they're like, I'm seeing better times. (laughs) I feel better. I'm not getting injured. And yeah. And it was almost like, but they were forced to do that. Like an injury caused that I was forced to slow down because I wasn't getting a period and I wanted to get pregnant. Like that's what stopped me. I don't know, honestly, how long I would have gone on at that pace. Um, I think there would have been mental burnout at some point. I think there was starting to be, but I think it would have, I would have lasted longer if I didn't have that physical thing to say, Hey, look, this is clearly not happening for you right now. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, let's talk about your IVF journey just a little Mm -hmm. bit, because I feel like more and more women are sharing the struggles to conceive, which I think is wonderful because it, you don't feel so alone because that is such an emotional and physical journey when you're going through something like that. So can you share a little bit about your IVF journey and how that, that journey in itself really redefined what healthy means to you? Yeah, it really, so we started and tried to do an IUI which is, you know, not to the point of IVF and multiple rounds of medication. We tried one, it didn't work, which isn't surprising. That's like on par with just trying naturally. Um, We tried probably three more times, at least three more times. And my body was just not getting to where they needed it. So like the next step is IVF. If we give you more hormone medication, you could have like quintuplets and we don't obviously want that to happen. So as we entered into IVF, it was this, you know, it made me look at things of, okay, this is not how I pictured this going, right? I pictured us getting pregnant naturally after a few months, of course, like anyone pictures. And this is not how I pictured this. Hey gang, cutting in real quick to tell you about my favorite meal delivery service, Cooked. They are a Chicago-based meal delivery service, and let me tell you, my family is obsessed. So Cooked offers chef-crafted meals that are cooked simply with only the purest ingredients, and they have three different meal types. So they have signature whole food meals, plant-based, vegetarian meals, and even better, Whole30 approved meals. They're an official Whole30 approved meal delivery service. In my husband's last round of his Whole30, this was a game changer. It made 
his Whole30 even easier and me too so I wasn't cooking on the meals and the meals were delicious we're still ordering them every week within our food freedom so head over to eatcooked.us and you can use the code emilynichols15 to receive 15% off your first order and then emilynichols5 for every order after that to receive 5% off your meals so go check out eatcooked.us and let me know your favorite cooked meal that you receive you're gonna love it but here we are so instead of thinking I wish it wasn't this way I mean it really changed my mindset on okay how can I make the most of this how can I prep my body because you're not going to think oh IVF is going to take care of all these problems if I'm not getting a period on my own I need to do the things to restore my body so that IVF will have a chance at working and that was that mindset that went in there. Okay, what do I need to do? I needed to gain body fat. So it was, what am I eating? I need to stop with the fat-free, you know, non-fat yogurt, all that stuff. It was, let me not be afraid of cheese. Let me not skimp on the olive oil or butter in recipes. Let me make that decision in the grocery of, <laughs> I feel like I wanna get the non-fat. I'm scared of these bigger numbers. And then looking at what do I need? I need fat. I need to gain weight. This is that choice to support that. Because we can all talk about the bigger picture of, yeah, it's okay to eat fat and all these bigger, vaguer ideas. But when it comes down to it, when you're grocery shopping, when you are cooking your recipes, when you're picking out what you're going to make, are you still letting that fear dictate the recipe choice? Are you still letting that fear dictate what you order off the menu? And so it was looking at, hey, I thought all these things were healthy. You know, we're told to, you know, skip the fries, you know, never miss a Monday, all these things mm. that you feel guilty if you don't do them, right? I was told all those things were healthy, but I don't have a period. That's not healthy. Right. So <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, it means body fat is healthy. You need fat to make a baby. It means looking at, hey, can I value rest as much as I value cardio? Do I really even need the cardio I need? Let's look at that. Have I just been doing it because that's my routine and I'm afraid of what will happen if I don't? Um, so really looking at what's going to happen, I think thinking of my, my biggest fear, and I always work with um, my clients through this, of, okay, what are you afraid is going to happen if you don't run today? If you cut your cardio back, what are you afraid? Always the fear is I'm going to get fat. Okay, <laughs> so that's your biggest fear. That's your biggest fear is that you're going to get fat. Let's try to take one rest day and see what happens. And it's never, we think we're going to gain weight overnight. We think we're going to gain 25 pounds if we don't run for a week. Mm -hmm. And that has never happened. I can't imagine that will ever happen. <laughs> but being able to address it head on and say, what's actually my biggest fear? Is my fear that I'm going to be unhealthy? You know, my fear is that I'm going to gain too much weight and I won't like my body. Mm -hmm. So how can I get comfortable with that unknown? How can I get comfortable with, I don't know how much weight I'm going to gain. And I think I gained maybe 10 pounds before I, I was probably about 10 to 15 pounds up when I got my period back postpartum. So I never got a period before going into IVF. Mm -hmm. We did IVF, we got pregnant, had my son. And then I got a period back when he was about a year and a half, it was three months after I stopped nursing. Um, and I was probably 10 to 15 pounds up from when I didn't have a cycle. So it's not this massive change that I was fearing, but to be able to be okay with that and say, if this is what's best, if body fat is what my body needs to have a healthy cycle, then I'm going to have to give it that. 
Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just lying to myself about what is healthy. Yeah. It's all about your mindset there, Samantha, exactly like what you were saying. It was changing the way you used to view food and the fear associated with that. And I think so many women listening can relate to that because it's like looking at the back of a label. And, you know, if you're a macro counter, that's great. If that's a tool you like to use, great. That's a tool you can use. But I think sometimes we get so obsessed with it. And like you said, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have too much of this and then I'm getting weight. But you had a really wonderful goal in mind for doing that. Yeah. It was a really great motivator for you in order to have that baby. And now it's like, oh, that actually felt good that I actually feel okay. And you overcame that mindset trip for sure. Yeah, it is. And and it's not easy and it's not one and done. It's not, let me just change my mindset on this, right? It's right. those everyday decisions. Um, and I think I see if women don't have that, um, wanting to get pregnant is a huge motivator. If you don't have that, if you don't have a huge motivator, um, it's going to be harder to change. But I would ask you to think about, can I sustain what I'm doing now for five years? Yeah. Like, can I do that? And if you're like, oh my God, <laughs> I don't know if I can count macros for five more years. Okay. If you're not enjoying it, like, could you only do it a couple of days a week? Could you kind of give an idea of it and try to stick it without actually counting? Like what would make you feel like, this is sustainable because if it's not sustainable and it's different, if you're training for a, if you're training for a marathon, yeah, you're going to be running more than you normally would. Mm -hmm. But that's like, when I would train for marathons, it was three months. It wasn't 10 years. Mm -hmm. If you're training for a fitness competition, you think of like, you know, bodybuilding or something that's highly specific. You're going to be highly restrictive. That's a set amount of time. That is not a lifestyle. You think of people doing the whole 30 and like, yeah, do the whole 30 for 30 days. Don't eat whole 30 as your, that's not a lifestyle diet to subscribe to, mm-hmm. but we get in this mindset of, Oh, well, if I did it for that long, I can do it for longer. And it shouldn't feel like this white knuckle. Like I have to be super strict. Um, you know, it's, it's about control. <laughs> if I don't control these things, if I don't, if I'm not on top of this, if I'm not on top of my workouts, if I'm not on top of my meal planning, or like you said, looking at the labels, Um, things are going to get out of control, but your body, like think what happened before you did all of this, what happened before you were counting calories and before Mm. you were super strict about your workouts, like, were you like this unreasonable person? Like, I know, like your body can function, your body knows what it needs. Um, we're just, we like override that by thinking we know what is, what is better. Mm -hmm. Well, it's all about sustainability too. We've said on the show numerous times, there is no finish line when it comes to your health. And unfortunately that's why the diet industry is like a bajillion dollar industry is because it's like, Oh, do this for 30 days or do this for 90 days. And then it's like, well, what happens at the end? You just go what back to, the end? and then you find another one, like, just like with the races, like, okay, what happens after that? Yeah. Like if you can figure out your fitness routine, whatever feels good to you between races. And like, that's your baseline. Mm-hmm. You don't have, you're not in training mode constantly. <laughs> like you right. need to be able to say, okay, 
after this race, then I'm going back to, and it's kind of good to have that in mind beforehand because we get in this, Oh, I'm running five days a week, five days a week. Mm. Suddenly the race is over and you feel like you're lazy if you don't do five days a week because you've been accustomed to it. So if you can have that mind in mind beforehand, okay, I'm going to train hard. I'm going to train for this race after it's over. I'm going to do drop back to two days of running like, okay, have that in mind. So you're not like, Oh my God, is this late? That's what we feel like. We feel like we're going to be lazy and no one, no one else is noticing what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting from a male perspective when my husband was, um, training, um, for his Boston qualifier marathon, um, the amount of hours he was putting in to the training and the amount of food he was eating to like (laughs) sustain himself. And like, he, he trained two different times, like in the winter and in the summer and like coming home and like sitting in like an ice bath bucket for his feet. Cause his feet were like hurting everything. And then once that training was over, it was like, okay, now I can rest. And then I, he started gaining some weight cause he wasn't like running in like 80 degree weather and like, yeah, yeah. He had to adjust the way he was eating now. And then he was like, oh, I'm gaining weight. He's like, oh, I don't know. I mean, even like, even I think men can have this yeah. perspective as well, but he realizes now like marathon training isn't sustainable. And it was all about his mindset too. But for him, it was just like, oh, okay, well, I'm getting away. It's fine. I mean, I'm just keep doing what I'm doing. For women, it's like, oh my gosh, like I like the idea of having a plan. Mm -hmm. It is the idea of we've let ourselves go. Mm. I think that is this feeling of I'm going to let myself go. And it's like, no, no, what <laughs> you were not doing was not go. sustainable. What, right. And, but you get in that mindset. And if you're around other runners, if you're around other runners that are training for something mm. that seems normal. I just talked to a friend about this. It was like, Oh, it's like when you're marathon training and then you'll say something casual, like, Oh, I just have 15 miles to do today. I'm like, that's crazy. Like <laughs> you're mm-hmm. at this level that yeah. is above the average person. Mm-hmm. And when we get, we read these fitness, fitness tips and health tips of what to do. And we think we need to stick to that. They're, those writers are not writing for you. They're writing to people who are hesitant to create a workout plan who have, who don't have any semblance of motivation to do something for their physical body to move in a way they're at a desk all day. Yet we read that, Oh, I need to be working out 30 minutes a day. And we take that as I need to do hit workouts minimum 30 minutes every day. Like we take it to the extreme and that's this personality, the women I work with, I'm sure the women that listen to your show, that is their mentality of, Oh, if this is good, this is going to be better. And this is the bare minimum when no, this is just a, an average kind of guideline goal and take the pressure off of it needing to be perfect and needing to do it every day, every week, whatever it is. And say, what do I, does, does this actually make me feel good? Exactly. (laughs) Ask yourself that, you know, well, I wish more women saw movement or fitness in general, more as just joyful movement and more of a way to, as a form of self-care, obviously for me, it's my highest form of self-care because of all the other benefits I see from it, not just physical, Mm -hmm. but not doing it to punish yourself, but doing it to empower yourself more so than anything. So thinking of that, Samantha, what are your tips to really help empower women to, change their relationship between exercise and really see their bodies more as a way to joyfully move and take care of themselves as a form of self-care. Yeah. Well, first of all, I would say, and I noticed this because it happened multiple times as a trainer is women would come to me and show me a picture of someone else and say, this is the look I'm going for. 
So Mm. that's not your body. (laughs) What, what do you like about your body? What do you want to do for your fitness? I like swimming. I like running, whatever it is. Okay. Let's start there and say, I'm going to see how this affects my body instead of, I want this body. What do I have to do to get it? Like that's the reverse. It is. What do I want to do? What feels good? What do I want to get into? Do I like strength training? Do I like yoga? Do I like a mix? Whatever it is. What makes me feel strong and good and strong can be a mental state. You know, what Mm. makes me feel like you said, empowered. Um, And let's just see the effect it has on me because we always see in magazines, right. Of like, they'll give some celebrity and like, Oh, this is what they eat or this is their workout plan. Mm. But that is insane to think if we follow this, if you and I follow the same workout plan and same thing to eat, our bodies are not going to look the same, but we don't stop to think of it like that. We think, Mm -hmm. Oh, if I follow this workout plan, then I will have arms like that. Mm -hmm. No, you probably won't. And it's going to drive you insane. (laughs) So if you can start focusing on, okay, what actually feels good? What do I actually want to do? If um, a good question to ask, if if I couldn't tell anyone about what the routine I'm doing, um, if it didn't have any effect on my body, what would I want to do? Like if what I ate didn't change my health, what would I want to eat? Because I think the fear there, just a slight tangent, the fear there is if I give myself whatever I want to eat, if I move how I want to move, I'm going to sit on the couch all day and just eat Doritos and ice cream. Everyone knows that does, that might be enjoyable for about an hour, <laughs> a day at most. If you are honest with yourself, you know that doesn't make you feel good. That's not what you would do. You wouldn't do that for longer than a day that you're going to feel like crap, Mm -hmm. but to not be afraid of that. Like that's not the other end of, of this strict workout routine is on the couch. I think we see that in two, like it's this bipolar thing of I'm either working out every day and very strict, or I'm just a lazy bum on the couch all day. No, (laughs) no, there's an in-between of how do you want to move today and trusting that that's enough for your body. Exactly. Exactly. You can't be just on or off is something we just talked about um, with Whitney Stewart on my show. Mm-hmm. She was like, you need to find that middle gray area where it's just your healthy lifestyle and you're feeling good mentally and physically, not either on or off, just that gray yes. middle area. Yes. And we label it like that, right? Good and bad foods. Like I'm, you know, I'm working hard, I'm lazy and it's start to think of the words you're using, start to think of mm-hmm. that that vision that you have of what's the worst thing that's going to happen. I'm going to, I'm going to be something, I'm going to turn to a couch potato. Like, have you ever been like, even when you're a kid, like, were you ever? No. So it's not going to happen. So to be okay with like, yeah, what does actually feel good? What do I look forward to doing? I look Mm -hmm. forward to running. I look forward to that. I like strength training. I know I've tried bar. I'm not really into bar. I've tried many times and it never takes. I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't think I really like bar. Like, okay, that's fine. And then you'll see when you do that, when you decide that for yourself, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. You'll see that Pinterest thing, right? Of bar is the best. It'll say bar is the best workout. Here are 25 bar moves to do to get a leaner body. But me knowing I don't like bar, I'm going to fly right by that. I'm saying, it's not for me. Mm -hmm. If I'm chasing that idea of what I think I should look like, I'm going to click on that and then berate myself for not sticking to it. Instead, I'm like, I don't like bar. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) 
it's all about just becoming more self-aware and changing that mindset for sure. For sure. Samantha. Well, I have so loved this conversation. So many nuggets of wisdom for you. Like I said, I hope everyone was taking notes. You can always go back and listen. If you were driving today and you know, while you're cooking dinner tonight, make some notes (laughs) while you're replaying on today's episode. But Samantha, where can everyone connect with you online and keep getting inspired by you? Yeah. Oh, thanks so much. I am on Instagram. If you're listening, come say, Hey, shoot me a DM. I'm at simply well coaching. Um, my website is simplywellcoaching.com, and then join my Facebook group. It's a free Facebook group. I give so much value in there. It is a really fun place to be. I've created them before that were not enjoyable. And this is like active. It's women supporting each other. Um, I do free live coaching every week. People can submit anonymous questions and I will answer them every Tuesday. And then I also do guest discussions. So I'll have two to three guest discussions a month where I get um, expert insight and just talk talk about the topics that are brought up regularly and Mm -hmm. get that other opinion, get some juicy details of like, okay, how can we actually apply this? It's called the Aligned Action Collective because that's what we're about is about, it's not, okay, this is what you should do. It's about, let's figure out what you want to do and the best way to, to get you to do that. I love it. Simply well. That's all we need for (laughs) sure. For sure. I love that. Well, Samantha, thank you so much for this conversation. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Thanks so much. Samantha, thank you so much for this conversation. So many great takeaways. I had to narrow it down to just three, as always, to wrap up this episode of Self-Transform. But gang, make sure you head to the show notes. You'll be able to connect with Samantha over there. And she has a few free freebies for you to help you start feeling more empowered. And gosh, just let yourself be more fluid with and flexible and feel more fulfilled in your fitness journey. I love that. Okay, let's get into my three biggest takeaways. Number one, this is something that irritates me more than anything. I hate this saying. I will never say it when coaching a class at Orange Theory or in my own um, coaching program. I will never tell you, you have to earn something. You will never, ever hear me say that. It irritates me. It like, It just makes me feel icky. Here's why. You don't need to earn, you know, go work your butt off running like 10,000 miles to be like, well, I earned it to go have tacos and margaritas with my friends. I earned this meal. No, no. Or I earned this nap. I did this. I did that. You don't have to earn anything. If you want to have tacos and margaritas with your friends, go do it. If you want to take a nap, go do it. You don't have to go bust your butt to earn anything anything. Like I mentioned earlier, why are we just white knuckling our way through our health and our lives, like trying to push ourselves to be able to justify having experiences and food that is worth it to us? That's just not a healthy mentality or a fun way to live in all honesty. You know, I think a lot of times when you're chasing fitness goals, it all comes down to control right? You're trying to control things in your life when maybe life seems a little bit uncontrollable. That's for sure, right? And you're trying to find things that you can control. I can completely, completely relate to that. However, once you kind of overanalyze it and you're Um, really like micromanaging your own life and your own fitness goals, it's no longer fun. You know, you don't want to be micromanaged by like your manager at work and you don't want to be micromanaged by yourself and be going like, like, like um, Samantha mentioned, like, oh, 
I really need rest today, but I have to go do this 10-mile run and going and doing it and having like a crappy run and feeling like crap afterwards. Being like, well, I had to do it in order to earn this or I had to do it in order to meet this goal. We need to loosen the reins on ourselves a little bit more and take take a more fluid approach. I keep saying that word, but it just feels more intuitive to be able to have just a fluid approach to moving your body and going after those goals too. There's nothing wrong with that, but just being more fluid with it on those off seasons, if that makes sense. So you don't have to earn anything. Okay, girl, you do not have to earn anything. Write that down, tattoo it on your forehead. You don't have to earn anything. If you hear someone say that in a workout, just no, that's not true. It's not true. So number two, a lot of this comes from a place of fear. Okay, there is a lot of people that have a fear of not working out. Okay, I love moving my body. You know, when I am having a stressful day, I just want to, you know, go outside and walk. I want to put on one of my soulmate workouts like Beachbody's Insanity with Sean T. He's my man. Or my Peloton's coming in a few days. I mean, I will just hop on that bike and just ride. I cannot wait. But that's coming from a place of taking care of myself and knowing that it's going to feel good, more so for my mental health. The physical part of it is just a really great thing. But I think some people come from a place of fear. Like, if I'm not going to work out, I'm going to gain weight, right? People think if I'm not going to work out, if I take a whole week off from working out, I'm probably going to gain like five pounds. That's not true. You're not going to totally derail your your own health journey if you decide to take a break from working out. Or even if for a couple of days you don't feel like working out because rest is more of a priority or you just weren't able to make the time for a couple of days. I've been there for sure. Ever since I started coaching, again, these early classes at Orange Theory, I haven't been working out quite as often. I've been taking a, a couple extra rest days a week just because my body needs the rest. And it's been fine. It's been fine. I'm feeling actually really, really fit mentally and physically because I'm resting more since I'm getting up so much earlier. But thinking of it this way, are you fearful people are going to view you as lazy? You know, can you actually come from a place of not caring what other people think? You know, are you fearful of what other people would think? What about food? Why is there so much fear around food. I know why it's because food is very emotional. You know, we've shared this on the show so many times. A lot of us are emotional eaters. I for sure am. I like to turn to sweets when I'm feeling stressed or anxious, but you can always replace this with other healthy habits or just let go and be like, okay, whatever. I ate some cookies because I was stressed out and you just moved on. We need to just let go of fear-based working out, fear-based eating, fear-based of what other people are going to think. Let me tell you, people don't care if you're working out or not. Everyone's more concerned about themselves. Spoiler alert. But let's just lose the fear. It's okay if you're not working out every single day. Okay? Let's lose the fear. Also, why don't you dig in a little deeper? Where is that fear coming from? Are you, are you actually, where, where is that fear coming from? You know, we've talked on the show before as, you know, going back to childhood, did someone say something to you? Did you, did you hear something from your mom? You know, is there some type of fear around eating or working out? If you don't do these things, if you don't eat this way, that you're going to become unhealthy, you're going to gain weight, you're going to feel even more insecure, and you're going to worry about what other people think of you. Kind of take a moment to kind of dig into that. Okay, I know we're going really deep, right? Right. So and number three, this really comes down to mindset work, like Samantha mentioned. What's your motivator or why for trying to meet these goals? Okay. Like I mentioned, when I was trying training for my half last half marathon I did, 
I was training really hard. I really wanted to get under two. And my whole motivator was I just wanted to prove to myself that I could run faster than I thought I could and that I could actually enjoy running. And that whole experience was wonderful. I ran with one of my girlfriends. I stayed right on pace. My husband, Dustin, had actually already ran and he met me at the finish line, last, ran the last, I don't know, like half mile with me and just really pushed me. It felt so good. Also kind of puke worthy, but also <laughs> really good. But just that wonderful feeling. That was just my own motivation to prove to myself that I could do it. You know, with Samantha, she changed the way she was viewing endurance running and pounding that pavement over and over again where it wasn't enjoyable anymore. And also, you know, her body was in crisis and she had to begin her IVF journey because she had to reverse some things that she had put her body through. So her actually big, huge motivator was having a baby. So what's your why? What's your motivation for meeting these fitness goals? And one um, really important thing I think she mentioned that I think is so smart is making a plan for after that goal is met. What's your workout plan going to look like then? What's your eating plan going to look like then? What's your mindset work going to be then? Because, hey, you may gain some weight because you're not working out as hard. How are you going to cope with that? I know it's a mental struggle <laughs> when you see a few pounds go up on the scale. That doesn't dis- define your worth, though. But that all comes down from some mindset work and not letting a, a number on the scale define you or the amount of activity or gold medal you feel like you're going to get a participation ribbon for just saying, I worked out seven days this week, you know? So have a plan ahead of time for after. You know, when we're working to meet these goals, they're not sustainable long-term. They are just not sustainable. So another great thing that she mentioned, you know, if you're looking at something, looking at the way you're training right now, what are you training for? Are you training for life? What's your motivation? But also think about, could I sustain this? Could I be doing what I'm doing now in the next five years? And if you're like, uh, absolutely not, I'm going to be exhausted and wasted away to nothing. What can you take away? What can you adjust to make sure it's sustainable? Okay, plan ahead of time. Remember, you haven't let yourself go when you're not you know, training for something or not running 20,000 miles a week. I promise the rest is where it's at. And you know, I was training so hard when I'm thinking about that half marathon again. I was burnt out afterwards. You know, have you ever hit that wall where you've been working so hard and you were just burnt out? And that's when you know it's not need it's time for you to take the rest. Take that rest. Okay. So gang, I guess all in all, I really appreciated Samantha coming on this show, sharing her story. But this is all about empowering yourself, you know having plans for meeting goals, but having plans for living a more fluid wellness journey for yourself. It's not coming from a place of punishment. It's coming from a place of empowerment. You don't have to push yourself so hard that burnout happens and your body responds in the opposite way that you hoped. And now you have to work really extra hard to reverse that damage that you've done. Okay. So lose the fear lose the punishment, lose the strive to for perfection because guess what? There's no such dang thing, okay? I hope this episode was inspiring you to, to inspiring to you <laughs> today. It certainly was to me and thinking about, you know, times where I've been pushing myself and times where I'm not and it's a mind trip. It's a mind trip for sure and it's a physical journey as well on your body and you have to be okay with just being more fluid when it comes to your health journey. So gang, 
If you want to connect with Samantha, head over to the show notes. There's a link to all her things over there. And if you want to come over to my free Facebook community, there's always a link there. Come join us. We're just a group of women just living life together, trying to inspire each other and sharing funny memes more so than anything. But also I post very frequently um, worksheets to help you take action each week based on the episode for the show. So this week there will be a new worksheet and you can check out all the guides there. There's over 20 different guides, worksheets, etc. that you can check out to help you take action when it comes to figuring out your own transformation on your self-care journey and redefining self-care for yourself as well. So gang, thank you so much for joining us. I will see you next week. Hey girl, real quick before you go, if you love today's show and know your girlfriends need to hear this message too, then grab a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Emily Nichols 22 because the more mamas out there hearing this message, the more empowered we'll all feel to take care of ourselves so we can pour from a full cup. Or the number one way you can thank me for this podcast is to leave a rating and review in iTunes. That way, more mamas will find the show here too. Love you and appreciate you, girlfriends. See you next time.